This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. You got to listen to your heart. Listen to the beat. Listen to the rhythm. We already have a theme song. You don't need to add your own theme song to the. Yeah, but like, I want you to bring the theme song down, okay. right? So then it's like fireworks shooting off at the start of the show, right? And then we cut to us at the announcers table. Welcome everybody to Wednesday Wargames episode number forty-six. Uh, joining me as always is my good friend Liam. Liam, that was perfect. Fireworks. So yes. <laughs> I like fireworks in empty arena shows because it makes it even more absurd. It's like, why are you doing yes. fireworks? You're shooting fireworks off for nobody. You're shooting them off... Well, now they're shooting them off for like 200 people. <laughs> At least one of the companies are. Well, they, they, apparently they're struggling to sell tickets for this week's Dynamite. Clearly off uh, an ice cold all out. They couldn't sell the ticket. Also because they're running the same building every week and no one wants to go get COVID to watch yeah, wrestling. But the thing is, it's also like... Do you really want to spit like they're still charging premium like fifty dollar tickets or something? It's like do you really want to pay that every week? No, Maybe I you wouldn't. go. Uh, I'll skip this week. I'll go next week. Plus, you don't even get the dark matches. Poof, what's the point? Oh, yeah, that is a plus that adds to the experience, honestly. But that's either here or there. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Kitchen Nightmares before we started this, and it was an episode with Long Island, and like Mick Foley just shows up as one of the diners. And hell yeah. They don't mention it. It's not like... It's Mick Foley. You know, our best-selling New York Times author and professional wrestler Mick Foley has entered the restaurant. They probably don't know it. <laughs> but, like, they show him. They, like, actively show him walking in, but they don't acknowledge it. So, like, somebody there in the Kitchen Nightmares production team is like, that's Mick Foley. It's probably just like, wow, look at this hairy man walking in. <laughs> <laughs> he is a distinct-looking individual. Let's get him on the camera. And I, I just didn't realize who he was. Yeah, Mick Foley's not a big enough star for Kitchen Nightmares to acknowledge. It's very upsetting, because you know my affinity for Mick Foley. I book him in every TEW game I've ever done in my life. He's probably the greatest of all time. I literally just sent you a TEW game in which I just signed Mick Foley, so... Yeah, and made him a part of a major angle in 2009 with a bunch of other old dudes. <laughs> As a heel, no less, but still... Well, let me tell you, the Randy Savage against Mick Foley Bound for Glory match is going to tear down the house. I hope they have, like, a ridiculously good match. It's going to be the best match in my company's history. Like, the main event of that show, which I won't spoil for you and you alone, because it'll be Ooh. real there that comes. Um, but the main event of that match is going to be, like, a 75, and then it's going to be, like, 86 for Mick Foley against Randy Savage, and I'll be so upset. Well, yeah, I can explain why that happens, though. Because they're stars. Well, no, because um, with every uh, product um, choice that you make, there is a... It'll either be... If the match is uh, better in-ring, it'll be a 60-40 split that way. But if it's better in popularity, it'll be a 60-40 split the other way. So, like, the match will change depending on if they are better stars than they are workers. Mm. So, yes, Randy, mm -hmm. Sa Randy Savage has returned to the ring in 2019 to face Mick Foley. <laughs> In a battle Hell, for control yes. of the company. Hell yeah. This is yes. my TNA file. It's exactly what Impact should be. TNA, TNA, TNA. Every week we talk about WWE, NXT, and AEW Dynamite. NXT won last week, so we will talk Whoa. about NXT first. Thanks to us. 
Uh, yeah, it is thanks to us. We did pick the poll once again. Just voted for AEW. The sheeple who love Tony yeah. Khan just voted oh, for AEW regardless. Florida the Dixie can't give these poor underdog NXT people a chance. Triple H is doing mm. his best every week, and they just throw the votes to only six hundred k. Hey, it was like eight hundred and something when they were unopposed. Yeah, <laughs> Super Tuesday. Oh, that's the first thing I want to mention. They called this show Super Tuesday 2. Instead Why did they of Super... use columns? But instead... I don't know. I don't care. But they didn't call it Super <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday. As in Super with two day. Yeah. Why didn't they do yeah. that? It's right there. It's right there, NXT. I just, uh, it's a very confusing structure. And is, is it going to be like how for six months every Raw was a Super Show when they eventually just move it to Tuesday? <laughs> they just keep oh, adding. Did you see the new name for Raw? What's, wait, there's a new name for Raw? Yeah, it's In Your Face Raw. I assumed that was like AEW Bash at the Beach Dynamite. Like, no, I assumed it was just like for line. a week. Is it every week? I'm pretty sure it's every week. Because it's a pretty big Raw that they're doing this week, so I assumed it was just just for this particular Raw. I think it's I think it's the new I think it's just the new tagline for Raw. I think it's Raw in Your Face. In Your Face Raw. But, they really, like, which, by the way, very lewd, but I don't know why they think that just adding taglines to TV will <laughs> fix their problems. They do it all the time. I wasn't going to watch Raw this week, but now that they've added the in-your-face tagline, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch Raw this week. I w- I've started watching some SmackDown because i got to watch The Big Dog. Who's doing Confirmed good numbers, draw. by the way. He's his, uh, his main event, K, or his Wrestling Observer Hall of Case. Hall of Case. Hall, Hall of, of Name Case. case. Yes, Hall of Case Low, uh, who now gets a shout out every week on this podcast, apparently. Uh, his case. <laughs> Move over, John. Well. It's the case show now. It nearly was the case show, but that's neither here nor there. I'm ready for that big Uso Roman Reigns match. That's the most interesting WWE title match has been in like a very long time. Like, um, I really hope it just goes with Reigns beats him up and then he's like, all right, I'll be your second now. But. I want the match to be like a four and a half star banger. Let's go, Jey Uso. Is, Jey Uso. is there a difference between the Usos in terms of wrestling quality? I've never identified it. I've always... Like, I think the running meme is that Jimmy Uso is the better worker. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. But like, I'm unsure. It's like One, I'm still one of those people who's like, I can't tell the difference between the Usos. But also, like... Wrestling wise, I can't tell the difference between the Usos. They're, 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 and they do the same moves, which doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I started being able to tell the difference between them when they turned heel, mm-hmm. because they would wear clothes that were like had a th- like not a theme but had a connective thread. Where like one would always wear long pants, one would wear short, and then I was like, I could start I started pierce pair yeah piecing it together, yeah, but now. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't think I'd, oh, what if they twin magic in this match? <laughs> they should. Do it. And Do Ro- it. Roman can tell though, so he's like, wait, you're not Jay. That'd be a great spot. Yeah, I'm into that match. That's a cool, that Dominic Mysterio, obviously the biggest star in the world. Yes. He's um facing Seth Rollins at a steel cage. I wonder if it'll be the same steel cage. They should have. Um... That we saw this week on NXT. Isn't Drew against Keith Lee a cage match as well? No, that's just a normal match. I'm pretty sure that's a cage match. No, I saw the YouTube uh, uh, rundown from Raw in Your Face. 
Oh, that, it's, a, uh, it's a misleading headline I saw because I literally just searched the phrase raw in your face because it's like in your face and it's inside a steel cage and then the graphic is Keith Lee against uh, things. So I thought that was the cage match. No. Curse you what culture wrestling and your misleading headline. And your misleading promotion. Defiant. More like the diant. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. And then there's also, because <laughs> we're apparently just running down Raw in your face, there's a big Raw Tag Team Champions versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions match. Oh, they're unifying the belts. They're not unifying the belts. It's non-title. It's oh. just make one of our champions look like shit match. Oh, that's a very classic WWE. <laughs> Remember when they would just like randomly book WWE Champion versus World Heavyweight Champion on a Raw? And it's like, if you're going to do that, like it should be a big deal. Not just a random Raw. Speaking of a big deal, Finn Balor is the new NXT champion. How do you feel about this? Fuck yeah. He was the, the right best choice of the four. Yeah, yeah, easily. This And this match was good. And I'm excited for it. I think Cole should probably get the fuck out of NXT now. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of annoyed that this was the first match on the show. I'm like, I'm not a big, like, structured of, like, having to have the world title at the end of the show, but like, when you're crowning a new champion for a vacant belt, probably should be at the end of the show. Yeah, well, you have the setup takedown time of the cage, but then you just open the show with the cage match instead, I guess. So that yeah. eliminates the setup takedown time of the cage match. If this show was yeah. live, which it might not even be. See, I was going to ask you, like, was this taped the same day that they did the Iron Man? I have no idea. Uh, that would be quite cruel. It's like, all right, you've wrestled for 60 minutes. Here's another 23 on top of it for the title. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because like, um, about, I don't know, 12, 14 minutes into this match, they did like they made a point of saying that like Bella and Cole seemed more tied than they were in the Iron Man match. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it was taped at the same day as the Iron Man match. But that's, that's just good wrestling, Liam. They're selling because they had wrestled 60 minutes the week prior. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I like this match a lot. I don't know what you thought of it, but, like, it was very much, you know, NXT main event, but it wasn't 40 minutes, which is, like, the perfect structure for an NXT main event. Yes, it was, I think, 23, which falls into my every uh, major match should be 15 to 23 minutes. So it's just on the top end of my 15 to 23 minutes, but I'll allow it. Also, it falls into the the Finn is having a sneaky good year category. Yeah, and I thought Cole was really good in this match, too. Blah, Finn. We're all about Finn. Obviously, our, yeah, I, 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 sorry, <laughs> uh, I'm ignoring Cole's uh, contributions to that match. My favorite thing about NXT is just announcers just like shouting the word 1916 at the top of their lungs. I find it weirdly like bizarre. I don't know about you, but like every time I see like Finn XXX, I just read it as fuck. Like, I don't know if that's the point. But, like, it's just, he just has Titantrons that have the word fuck all over them now, for me. To be fair, every photo, photo he puts on Instagram doesn't even need that text to have the same subtext. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yes, <laughs> fuck. He does exude an aura of fuck. He really does. I hate the prints, print, prinks, prinks. I hate that prinks, they write prinks, it as P-R-I-X-E. It's like, yeah. I'm fine with the idea that they're crossing out the, uh, the the C to be like, oh, it's edgy. He's edgier than he used to be. But when they actually mm. like put the word prinks on prinks. things, it's like, no, this looks prinks stupid. Prinks Devitt. <laughs> um, when they they did like the big uh, we kick out of each other's finishes thing in this, mm-hmm. but um, like they did... Uh, like, the Cole one, which is like, okay, Cole. But then they had Cole kick out of the uh, the coup de gras, which was like, <laughs> oh, wait, no one's kicked out of that yet. 
Was it true that no one's kicked out of it? It feels like somebody's probably kicked out. Brock of it, right? had to have kicked out of it. Surely somebody's kicked out of the Kudagora. I refuse to accept that nobody in WWE history has ever kicked out of the Kudagora. I need to watch the Lesnar match to see if they purposely avoided him hitting it on Lesnar or something. Because that would be the one where I was like, maybe they meant no one's kicked out of it in NXT. Which might be true. And if nobody is ever kicked out of it, I will give Finn an immense amount of credit for protecting a finisher near where nobody protects a finisher. To be fair, like, the 1916 always gets kicked out of. Like, yeah, but that's, that's the reason he has the like kill Like, seven shot. times like, a match. It's perfectly fine to have a move everybody kicks out of if you have a move yeah, nobody I'm, kicks out of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he had something to deflect the endless needs for kickouts onto. But yes, Vic Joseph just shouting the words, REVERSE 1916! At the top of his lungs. What does an implied reverse 1916 mean? I don't know, like, he, actually, you know, he said something like reverse... Um, some he he double double negative it, so it should have just been 1916. I I, criti- I criticized Vic Joseph in my head at the time, but I watched the show on Tuesday, and he watched the show like ten minutes ago. So so we have distinctly <laughs> different memories of this show. <laughs> he should have um swapped it around and called it the 1619. Ah, or adversely the Suddy Blunday. What happened in 1619? I'm gonna Google it. 1619. Oh no, it was the 1619 project. So there you go. That, then there you get you political. It it's, it's political in a completely different way. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, and if there's one thing the Finn Balor character loves, is getting into politics. <laughs> but yes, Finn Balor is your new NXT champion. Yeah, and Good. he looks great with the belt. <laughs> he does. He looks. And, and there's a backstage promo we cut later in the show where he, it's classic belt makes him look naked. It's like, God damn mm. Finn. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Uh, Robert Stone it continues to be bullied on this show. I feel bad for the dude, man. Like, relentlessly. Io Shirai's but, just picking on him, and Shotzi Blackheart keeps running him over with her tank, and he took a moonsault on this show. Leave poor Robert Stone alone. I do appreciate that, like, the blow-off to the Shotzi Blackheart-Robert Stone feud was her setting up a title match with Io. Like, a non-title match, but I assume it'll eventually go into a title feud with Io. But I was like, I just like that that was the... <laughs> The final thing to just, I'm running over a dude repeatedly. I now get to fight the champion. That's that's the classic pure sports build that we know and love in pro wrestling. I love pure wrestling. Logical build to major title matches. <laughs> full of tanks. We're going to beat up someone together. And we're going to look like... They look like they were having great fun beating up the Robert Stone brand, I have to admit. It's probably... In fairness, it is probably good fun to beat up Robbie, which is probably why people do it. But it's unfair! I did like this, though, because it was a a good excuse of, like, hey, why wasn't Aaliyah interfering in the main event? She got beat up. She got killed, yes. But Robert got killed, and he interfered in the main event. So but he has to. He's getting paid to be there. Continuity is all over the place. The man could take the damage, clearly. Urgh. He is a former X Division and television champion, so there you go. Was and tag team champion, wasn't he? Uh, oh yeah, bromance. I was like him and yeah, my, when he said that, it's like oh yeah, no, him and Rob never won the Robbie T never won the titles. Of course, the bromance. Yes, me, official Impact fan number one. Yes, indeed. Remembers everything. I was going to say adversely. I know nothing about TNA. I just only know about Impact. Your favorite segment on the show, the segment you gave me blow by blow of while you were watching it. <laughs> we'll do the Did whole I thing now. I think I gave you like one point of note from it. Listen, you gave me at least two. You were like, you were, you, you were concerned. You, you said Johnny Gargano's a giant nerd. Yeah, and he rules. He's the best. He's the best thing on the show. Yeah. I love him. He's a gigantic nerd, but he's awesome. 
you critiqued the salad and pasta combination they were going for. I all right, listen. I am a man who has eaten many a uh, uh, many a spaghetti mixed with salad next to it. I just think it's a rough combination. <laughs> it's just if you're gonna eat spaghetti, make spaghetti enough, like enough spaghetti that it's your full meal. You don't need to have a side salad with it. And putting it on the same plate—that's just confronting. I've, I I say all this with like many years of previous experience doing it. I'm just saying, I expect more from the Gargano household. And if people came over to visit, you wouldn't do it. No. <laughs> like if they're coming over to visit, I think spaghetti is a fine option, right? Like that's a big food that you can give to a lot of people. A lot of carbs, gonna fill everyone up. Good times. No one doesn't like spaghetti. I just think a cheap side salad. Like, with it, you got to have, like, a little mini plate next to it, at least. You can't be mixing the greens in with the, the meat and the mince. That's, that's ridiculous. Maybe, Liam, that's part of the deep storytelling. Damn, that's the Gargano way. Yeah, it's, it's an insincere meal. They deliberately gave her a nonsensical meal that no one would like so that she wouldn't enjoy it. I wish she was, like, vegan and they prepared her, like, just spaghetti. They didn't yes. give her any of the salad. She's just like, what the fuck? You knew this. Tegan Knox visited. <laughs> we used to be best friends. It's like, oh, I forgot. Ooh, I thought that was a phase. Tegan Knox went to the Gargano household. They had dinner. The dinner went badly. Actually, the dinner went well for a while until uh, Tegan Knox was like, I would like to be champion. And Candice was like, wait, wait a minute. I want to be champion. And then they had a food fight because, as you said, it's like the peak of all WWE comedy is food fights. It's like... Did they not realize that both of them had the same goal? Like, <laughs> just to sh- did Candace just assume that Tegan was there just to have matches with people? <laughs> I love that that's the point that they fell out. That's just like, wait a minute, you're going to be champion? I like the subtle baby faceness of, like, having Candace throw actual food at her and then having her respond with just water. Yeah. Healthy it's option. like Candace is actually Candace is actually like a bad person. She threw food on her. <laughs> Nox just replied with water. That's fine. The tries off. You'll be fine. Don't even need to change your shirt. Though she did then jump a bowl of pasta on Johnny's head. That's Gargano. And that's his way. That's true. I, I did like how he's like, is this awkward because I'm here? I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like me at every family dinner. <laughs> I'm like, can I just bounce? Uh, I I enjoy the Garganos. They're stupid. They're the best well, thing on the see, show. They this segment was good because they didn't do the evil voice when they talk about our evil plans. They're just nerds. Yeah, which is how they should always be presented. It's like the minute Gargano stops becoming realistic is when he's cool because <laughs> yeah. he's not a cool guy. He just always has to be a goof. Yeah, I love Johnny. He's legitimately my favorite uh, thing on the show. I, before we skip to the, the worst bit, <laughs> okay. Um, I, I do want to put over the Thatcher's Thatch Can segment because I did really like that they were doing film study and then later on, Damien Priest was like, who studies film? <laughs> I'm just going to punch you in the face. I don't know. Everybody <laughs> should be studying their opponents. <laughs> Priest is just like, I like the parody and then I'm just going to do my moves and win. I'm going to do my moves and win and then we're going to fuck. <laughs> A lot of fuck energy. Hey, a lot of the champions have fuck energy on this show now. Even Brizango. See, NXT is the cool brand again. It's back with the kids. Yeah, that's why. That's why we're here. We're the pro NXT show. Yeah, it did win, and yeah. The but the funny part is like Damien Priest is like, who watches tape? Only dumbasses, and he's gonna win. He's gonna beat Thatcher. <laughs> he's gonna prove him right. <laughs> it's like Thatcher. Poor Thatcher, man. 
Just do something. Don't put him in a feud with a champion if he can't win it. Uh, Velveteen Dream defeated Ashanti the Adonis. Um... Ashanti the Adonis ruled in this. <laughs> Tahuti Miles. I'm I'm actually kind of because I don't like the name Ashanti. Adonis is a bland wrestling name. Come on, but yeah. uh, Tahuti. I've been on the Tahuti Miles train. Search my Twitter. I watch Two Hundred Five Live. I'm on the Tahuti Tahuti Miles train. I'm not they... sure I know who that is. <laughs> who He's this is beyond this match? I, I don't but... remember. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've always been on board. Legitimately, if if I were booking the show, I just swap the result of this match. Uh, Tahuti Miles wins in ninety seconds, and Belgian Dream is never seen again. But wow, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, Tahuti Miles on NXT rebranded as Ashanti the Adonis. I, again, don't like the Adonis name, but still, I like that his literal last name is Adonis, and his yes. nickname is just the. And, and now it's the with two e's. Oh. Sorry, I, I did, yeah, uh, but still, just having, like, a nickname be The. Yes, <laughs> pretty The fun. Adonis. That's like Brian Kendrick's nickname was The. Yeah, just make calling The Ashanti. Uh, after the match, Kushida beat the shit out of Velveteen Dream. Which is, you know, a very wholesome thing to see. The problem is, like, we keep, like, saying, oh, it's, so, like, not that it's okay, but we keep looking for the good in these segments by saying, ah, they get beat up at the end, but then it's like, no, but they're still on TV. <laughs> Yeah, they're still on national television in front of 800,000 people. Which, like, it's just like, ugh. It's annoying. <laughs> Breezango had a pre-tape. I don't, do you remember this Breezango pre-tape? You just watched it. I don't remember it. Yeah, I definitely watched the pre-tape. For sure. Sure? Watched it. Yeah. Alright, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> the Colossal Bronson Reed defeated Austin Theory. Hell yeah. Boo. <laughs> right, good result. The match was... I don't know. I don't care. Bronson Reed has a cool music... Not music video. Like, entrance video. I don't... That that, rules. I, know, I know it's the colossal bit, but... Is yeah, there anything else? Like, where he, like, he walks like through the city, and then like it blows up, and it says the colossal. It's great. He's colossal. He's quite large. He's a uh, kaiju. So I assume they're still building towards Bronson Reed against Damien Priest? Yeah, I'm guessing that's going to be a title match. Which would be cool. Once he, you know, sweeps that Timothy Thatcher nobody under the rug. Listen, he's the nerd who loses all his matches. He is a nobody. He's the new Cameron Grimes. Uh, Roderick Strong defeated Killian Dane. Yep. Cool. After the match, uh, Spud tried to make the save, got beaten up. Killian Dane kind of made his own comeback. But the, uh, then, with, with the bat that Spud came out with. Because uh, Spud came out with a bat, tried to make the save, mm. failed. Then Dane got the yeah. bat and made, made his own comeback. And then... This bug got laid out by Dane. <laughs> the dude cannot win. This uh, Killian Dane slow build babyface push is very weird. <laughs> Listen, you're going to get Breeze Ango against Killian Dane and Drake Maverick tag team matches. And it's going to be very strange. Um, no, I'm not. So, <laughs> Dane got like new music now, right? And it's just like... <laughs> I don't know Killian it's, Dane's old music well enough to know whether or not he has new music. He had like, um, you remember he had the heli, not the helicopters, but he had like, oh, explosions in the street, mm-hmm. blah, 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 car bombs, you know, it was all very cool and subtle. Yeah, nuanced. Yeah. It feels like that was like years ago, it was Dane Dunn Priest. <laughs> In, like, the history of the world, given the way the last year has gone, it is, like, years ago. <laughs> it's years ago, yet that one takeover match is still going. It's, yeah, to this day. Uh, some say Pete Dunne. 
doesn't even know coronavirus has happened. <laughs> still Pete. wrestling the match. I miss Pete Dunne, man. Uh, On a show that like desperately needs non-problematic stars. <laughs> Like we couldn't get Pete. We can't like we can sneak everyone else over for whatever. We can't get Pete done. He'll be working the most non-problematic show of all, Liam. Probably NXT UK. Oh, is that happening? Is that still a thing? They're filming shows in the BT studio. Oh, that studio looked cool. I did see that. It is a fancy. It looks better studio. than than the performance center because it probably has real money put into it as opposed to WWE. Uh, I like that. Like. You can, if there's t- like two words to describe WWE, like fake money is like up there. WWE, it's so frustrating to watch because they're so cheap. They do everything bad. They have badly. so much money and they don't spend any of it on their actual product. Yeah, it's like we do everything the last minute. And it, it, like part of it goes back to like Vince rips up scripts like Monday morning. So it's not, they yeah. can't actually plan anything for Raw because like Vince will rip it up and throw it out the window. It'll be a waste of money. So they just do it all cheaply at the last minute. And it's like, you have all the money in the world and you don't produce anything cool. And then like they'll randomly spend money on Eric Rowan's spider and make a mechanical spider out of nowhere. <laughs> And then that'll go nowhere as well. So, yay! Another fire him. Biggest biggest flop of the 2010s, Eric Rowan. Should have been a major star. Should he? Yep. I love Eric Rowan now. That's a new thing I'm doing. You big fan of the Vintner? I've been watching a lot of Eric Rowan matches. I watched five last night. (laughs) Why did you watch five Eric Rowan matches? I assume they were tag matches. Nope. You were just watching Eric Eric Rowan singles singles? matches. What are you doing? (laughs) Where is your life going? Eric Rowan, Alistair Black from 2019. Four and a half stars. Go watch it. Is it actually four and a half stars? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's one, but I was watching Eric Rowan versus Alistair Black, and I just said to myself, the absolute pace of this Eric Rowan match. Outstanding work. <laughs> no, what, I was, I was, what it really was, like, because we've been talking in the DMs about how Chris Van Vliet gets everyone. Yeah, he's, he's he books any guest. Like, like what a, like just what a stud at that man. He gets everybody. And then I was like watching the Eric Rowan one for some reason. And while I was watching it, I was like, I'm gonna watch Eric Rowan matches. <laughs> I just put on like five of them. He's like one of those dudes where it's like, he's actually quite a smart, creative dude. He's the Vintner. He's a genius. That was his character. Yeah. And then he, oh, trust me, there's a full breakdown of the Eric Rowan character on that show. And it's great. Everyone should go listen to that bit specifically. He talks about the complete character development of the Eric Rowan character. It's a long arc. It is. There's a ton. Do you remember when he was Big Red? They become Thor. They become like from Thor with their hammers. He He started at that. Uh, as a Viking man, and then like, there's so many. Okay, hey, do you remember Big Red Eric Rowan? Yeah, yeah, feuding with the Big Show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Eric Rowan babyface against uh, t- on Team Dolph Ziggler against the Corporation? No, though that was kind of like related to the. That was like the Vintner adjacent, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Vin- Vintner adjacent. Do you remember Eric Rowan and Luke Harper teaming up, not as the Bludgeon Brothers, but just wearing metal t-shirts? No. Yeah, they faced Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. And they didn't have hammers? No, they, they were. it was post-Bludgeon uh, Brothers. It was post-Eco Warriors, Eric Rowan. Oh, that was when they brought, like, 
Harper back, Harper back for like a, a week. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, we get to, you know, Eric Rowan with the cage. You can, you skip the entire Just, Wyatt family, Eric Rowan, but sure. <laughs> I mean, that's the one that everyone knows. I want to go to the real, the layers of the Eric Rowan character that people mm-hmm. may have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Just a lot to Eric Rowan. And, like, honestly, before, if you had said to me, hey... Eric Ron comes in, joins the Dark Order. I would have been like, no, that's silly. But now, now you I'm all in on it. Yeah, I kind of do. Didn't Eric Rowan work Noah before he went to WWE? Fuck yeah, he did. He's a fucking pro wrestling legend. Let's see. He had one singles match against someone named Thoruf. I don't know who that is. That's oh, no, him. that's his name. He, no, he was against Go yeah. Shiozaki. <laughs> yeah, Thoruf Rude. Great name. Thorough. Eric Rowan. Someone give Eric Rowan a chance on an actual push, damn it. He had, like, the cool sheep masks that were actually, like, at first were, like, shitty and whatever, but then he started ma- turning them to, like, actual horror masks. Good stuff. He did, like, three tours as well. Actually, no, this is two tours. That's just one very long tour and another tour. He did, like, two tours. He Good should, for you, Eric after, Rowan. After Rowan, bring him back into Noah. Have him join Congo. Eric Rowan Appreciation Night. Uh, that brings us to our NXT main event. Mercedes Martinez lost to Rhea Ripley in a steel cage match. And I think this is the first time Rhea Ripley felt like Rhea Ripley since she won the NXT Women's Championship. Yes. But that was because they completely fed Martinez to her. True. And Mar- like Martinez Mar- like got like 25% role. of the offense. Like, like really, Martinez is like 40. She's a veteran pro who has credibility. And you can do this with her. Like, and like you can push her in the morning. Because she has that kind of credibility, she's that good a wrestler. So like that, like this is—it's a good, it's a perfectly fine use of Mercedes Martinez. The heat. And she has an aura to her. Because like no one else could have done this on this show at the moment. Maybe Io, but uh, that's a weird. You'd be sacrificing your champ. Yeah. Yeah, but I also kind of thought Martinez was going to win this because I thought they were going to bring her up. (laughs) So it was just very weird to see her get completely eaten alive. Well, that would suggest that Rhea is still on track to wrestle Io at some stage. Or maybe, well, they're, they're building Rhea up for Rick Mel Gonzalez. Ah, uh, once Mel beats Io and becomes the champion. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, honestly, Dakota Kai and, uh, I just wanted to call her Mel and, um, <laughs> she'd win the tag titles. Uh, who are the Why tag not? champs now? Who did they lose them to? I watched uh, the don't, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. I want to see if I can get this. Um, I they watched lost Payback. The... I should know who they lost those belts to. to. Who did they Oh, lose? I remember, yes. Uh, uh, one of them is a uh, recent NXT alum. Oh, uh, no. We're just going to sit here. This is this is the trivia question for this week's episode. Who did, last week, who did Sasha and Bailey lose the, NXT, uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team titles? Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. There you go. Mm-hmm. They're actually a cool team. I but like, like just beat, each, just beat people. Yeah, Shayna was the best part of NXT for the <laughs> yeah. first half of our review of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rear one with the riptide through a table. Looked nasty. That good was pretty guy. sick. Yeah. yeah good. Uh, I was going to say, like, I, I often gave shit, like, where Rhea would have, like, really amazing gear, like, with her pants, but then would have just a top on. She has, mm-hmm. like, a cool top with, like, chains on it now. So she's got the perfect look. She's literally, like, that's the perfect Rhea Ripley look now. All in. Good show. Yeah, good episode. But one of the, like, when I got to the main event of this show, I was like, oh, is there something after this? That's how, like, breezy this show was. It's like, yeah. it just went right by. Yeah, 100%. Which brings us to AEW Dynamite. Which opened well, with yeah, a skit. Because, of course, we opened with a skit. <laughs> I was going to do the pew 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 again. 
Oh, sorry. Because I'm so used to dynamite being the first thing we talk about. Oh, um, do, do you have the book in front of you? Nah, we did the quiz. Ah, uh, well, yeah, we're done. Um, I took only it, one I person took used their week. hashtag last week, by the way. I didn't even check. I forgot the hashtag. <laughs> yeah, uh, Eric Eels used used the hashtag, so he got a reply from me. Congratulations. And if he put a follow request, you should accept it. <laughs> no, my um, he already follows me, but um, my my thing's open. At the it's moment, open. Is it going to be open yeah, by the time this podcast goes up? Though that's the question. You can legally follow me. Why did you open it? Well, the, the last time you opened it because you wanted someone to reply to you. I I opened it because I replied to somebody and I wanted them to see the message, and then I nice. just left it open. Who was it? I don't remember. All right. It's Chris Van. Le- it's Chris Van Leet, isn't it? You and your. It's me Chris begging to be on the podcast. <laughs> Even like to type into to Don Callis and to Tony Khan and to yeah. to Gato to hire Eric Rowan. Yep. Yeah, this is my official open invitation to Eric Rowan and to Chris Van Vliet. Anytime you guys want to be on the podcast. So, yeah, AEW opened with a Jericho and MJF skit. Sure, good, great. Wonderful. I like this skit. It was fun. The better part of the skit was when, when they both tweeted, when the, the, the one million rating came out, they both quote tweeted at the same time saying, you're welcome. That was actually a better gag. <laughs> it was probably unintentional too. They probably both just legitimately did that. Yeah. I, no, I liked it. I like this. It, it reminded me of like when Dynamite had had crowds. <laughs> this, was, this was a good Dynamite crowd skit. <laughs> Which led us into our opening contest as uh, the Jurassic Express defeated the Lucha Bros. I'm sick of the Lucha Bros losing all the time, but <laughs> sure. I want them to be... I, it was in this match as I was watching it, I was like, it's time for the Lucha Bros to be singles, guys. Well, they teased breaking them up after... I think they teased break. I, I have no idea what they really did after the match, but I think they teased breaking them up. Don't worry, I remember. As they were teasing the, the dissension, I was like, yes, I am an oracle. But then King... Because <laughs> I had just said it to myself, like, yes, break them up. And then they, they did, like, the thing, because, like, I felt... This was a little rambly. It went on mm-hmm. a little long. I think it wasn't exact... Because, you know, they just send these guys out and say, do the segment. <laughs> I think they need to... St- tell them hey it needs to be done by this time but um yeah like when they did the the foe like i'll shake your hand no i'm not i was like yeah i wanted pentagon to just penta drive a phoenix right there because yeah based on the post match i thought they were madder at butchering the blade and then it's like no they're bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Added each other? Oh, oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, but because Phoenix, like, they had it like in hand, I guess, and then Phoenix ruined it. There you go. But yeah. God, they're too talented to do nothing. I don't mind if you break them up. Give them a big feud. Give them singles pushes. But they've done nothing on this show this summer. Yeah. And like, there was the period where they weren't there. Just fine. But they weren't there they for like back, two months, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, and when they came back, they've done they've done nothing since they come back. Just do things with the feud of the Lucha Bros. God, come on. Remember, like, they felt like legitimately the sixth or seventh biggest stars on the show when they first signed. <laughs> it was like the Elite and then them. Yeah. Like, Elite Jericho Park them. And now it's like, I don't know, are <laughs> Jurassic Express biggest thoughts now? They're certainly pushed more. I um, I liked that after this match, uh, Kingston took the shot at Park. Do you think they're, they're, that's going to be a six-man? Uh, Park and the Lucha Bros versus Butcher and the Blade in Kingston? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, yeah, if they can get Park in. Because I, I don't think... <sighs> This is where it's like, I don't know how much credit to give AEW. Like, that could just be a thing. Eddie Kingston dropped in his promo because he knew it would get a pop, and it did from yeah, everybody. I think, like, watching. in the long run, they're going to do something with, like, regardless of if that was the intent with this particular promo, I think that's where it was going to go, regardless. Mm, which means you're not getting your Lucha Bros breakup. Death Triangle will return. Death Triangle. They're great music, which is just the screaming version of the Lucha Bros theme. Uh, what if like you know monkey's ball we said we wanted like a dragon gate six-man title but then the butcher and the blade and kicks and win it <laughs> that sure would be a good set of first champions <laughs> instead of park and the lucha brothers i don't know bless the butcher and the blade i i enjoyed them i do like them yeah they're like the butcher the, obviously big lamb guy yeah but they're like the i don't know ninth best team on the show to be fair they also have like eight of the best teams in america and they are probably ahead of FTR. I'm not even yeah. doing a bit. FTR, the Butcher and the Blade carried them to it. Like, the only really good match... Actually, the STU match was good as well. But the, the best uh, FTR match in AEW has been the uh, Butcher and the Blade match. So, mm. there you go. Good stuff. But, yeah, um, obviously, I like Kingston. Kingston gets legitimate reactions on this show. Like, I went back and watched the Battle Royale from All Out, and Kingston, like, for real, got one of the biggest reactions on the show. Just for his music. so It's amazing what happens when you let people talk on the show and then they get over. It's a magical well, formula. When, especially when you let one of the best talkers in the world talk. As opposed to their mute women's division and they wonder why they don't get over. Mm, I don't think they wonder why. I think they know why they don't get over. They just don't make any change. Uh, Jake Roberts got a promo. His boy is going to kill Mox. This is exactly how you should use Jake Roberts. Yes, backstage, produced. There you go. Job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Hardy cut a promo that he will not die. Did you think this was gross, or did you think yes, it was a lie? Thank you. This is exactly what I thought while I was watching it. I was <laughs> like, I'm sure it's all Matt Hardy's own words, right? Yeah. I, I don't think they said go out there and apologize, but the fact that he went out there and was like, "I fell on my head. I'm sorry." <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. What, we're not mad at you, Matt. It is basically the, the Matt, like the company sending Matt out there to absolve them of guilt. And even if Matt yeah, is like on board like. with that, Rebby was in the goddamn crowd, cutting to shots of her holding the baby, and she didn't seem happy with it. <laughs> uh, like, she looked yeah, mad. This was one of the like this. I don't know. I don't know. This is just this like, was this was very NXT of you guys. <laughs> it's very like the Vince would make somebody do this. It's like go out and say yeah. it's not our fault. Yeah. Well, Vince did do this just to a way more horrible extent <laughs> with the Pillman stuff. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it was a good promo. He got a good promo, Matt can talk. Yeah, it was a good, good fiery babyface promo, even though he's like literally saying that's not what he's doing. Mm. But uh, yeah, I he did also say he wants to go after titles, which like, no. No, him and Brody would be a nice little program. Sure. They'd have a nice little match. I always love when pro wrestlers are like, pro wrestling fans rule. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the reason you have a job. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I get why you're saying it. <laughs> I just always think it's very funny. It's like, yeah, pro... Like, whenever, like, my favorite ones is like, someone will be like, yeah, pro wrestling fans are the coolest. And it's like, no, we're not. Don't say that. There's yeah. much cooler fan groups. We're just a bunch of nerds who are angry about everything. We're like the gamers of the sports world. <laughs> hey, we're not that bad. We're slightly... We're above the gamers. <laughs> Come on. There's, there's times where we approach gamer levels. Like, in fact, all fandoms approach gamer levels at some stage, but gamers are... Mm. It's called gamer levels for a reason. <laughs> That's where they exist. Permanently. I love the term... I adore the term gamer as, like, a derogatory term. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so funny. Speaking of gamers... Oh, damn it, it's not in the next segment. <laughs> it's gonna do a perfect segue. <laughs> No, we still have the, a couple matches to go before Miro shows up, so sorry. <laughs> the best gamer. <laughs> the best gamer is Orange Cassidy, who defeated Angelico. <laughs> yeah. People really hate Angelico. People, I, I, he's fine. He has cool gear. Yeah, I, I don't Yeah, he needs to drop the arm gimmicks. I like the arm gimmicks. He'd look much cooler without the arm gimmicks. Nah, I like him just being a walking monster energy drink. He's a handsome boy. He's very handsome. Um, and he does real cool submissions. He had a three-minute match where he lost. How can you get mad at him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess people wanted Jack Evans in this, but I think Jack Evans is currently dealing with a broken face. Yes. So That is the medical term. Yeah, so <laughs> it wasn't going to happen, though. Uh, it's weird. I find it very strange watching Orange Cassidy do squash matches. <laughs> it's, so, it's so odd. It really is. It's like Orange Cassidy on national television is squashing an Elico. It's like, what world do we live in? This is exactly what I was interested to see when they signed Orange Cassidy, though, was to see how he transitioned his character into being seen every week. Which is just like, he just becomes a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he just becomes a little more of a fiery, like, upstart dude. And less of a, gotta drink some orange juice. After the match, uh, Santana Ortiz jumped to Orange, Trent and Chuck made the save, setting up a car park match what's the technical term for that parking lot brawl parking lot brawl parking lot Mm -hmm. brawl next week between proud and powerful and the best friends I'm pretty excited for that yeah they'll beat the shit out of each other yeah I just want Centennial Ortiz to win and then like move on to something better (laughs) I hope um, Trent's mom runs one of them over in her van that might actually happen though did you see the news story this week that Trent's mom brought all the AEW wrestlers cookies like, she's the best. Couldn't be more she's wholesome. The best. They can never fire Trent or Chuck Taylor now. Like they've they've got their jobs for life. Everyone will be so upset about, it. and they, they should actually give a contract to Trent's mom. <laughs> like the only way they're allowed to fire the best friends is if they ring up Sue first, <laughs> and they just can't do it, so they can't fire him. Uh, Trent moves back in with his mom, <laughs> so that when they kind of <laughs> ring him up to fire him, that she picks up the phone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they go around to the house and she answers the door with cookies and they're like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, we're giving Trent the title. That's what we came around to say. 
Uh, Alex Marvez. This is a Marvez good um, sitcom bit. <laughs> tried to interview the Young Bucks, speaking of sitcom bits, and they got super kicked. Because they they're moody uh, fine, and five grand. Yeah, they didn't do their entrance against Jurassic Express. Oh, wait, with Jurassic Express, but then they did it against Jurassic Express. You see, there's continuity here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh. Are they turning everybody heel? Is the, is the entire elite turning heel? Is that the thing? Hangman is the only one that won't turn. That would actually be kind of sick, because then, like, Hangman just becomes the biggest face because he has to run through all of the heel elite. There you go. The heel elite. Again, if uh, the Young Bucks turn heel in the first year of AEW, that's an indictment of the AEW treatment of the Young Bucks, but that's an issue for if they cross that bridge. Miro! Gabers! I like Miro, man. I'm excited for the gamer team. And his very expensive clothing. Yeah. All right, we're going to do this bit. We're oh, going to bring this from bit? the Slack, are we? Oh, yeah, that's a, it's a big voice is a resting point of contention in the Slack. I do think he looks like shit. My point is, like, people are like, oh, th- he doesn't look like crap. Those clothes are expensive. That sure costs $650. That makes him a dumbass. Yeah, that's your problem. You just don't like people spending money on expensive clothes. No, I like people spending money on expensive clothes. That makes sense. Like, buy a nice suit. Understandable. A nice tailored suit. Don't you buy a Disney shirt that they slap the Gucci logo on and they charge okay. you $650 for. <laughs> I got no problem with the shirt. I got no problem with the chain. I think he looks cool. He he does look. He looks like a hype beast gamer man. That's what uh, he's going for. Is the you pants know, the breaking the point? Kids. The pants is the breaking. Yeah, the pants. The pants look awful. The pants look awful. The pants were way too loose. Those pants cost twelve hundred dollars, Liam. Yeah, but like, I still like the look. I like the look, man. Like, do what you do. I think apparently it was like a rush job. Like he was trying to. He had to rush to get. Uh, clothes and he couldn't find any like expensive hype beast clothes that fit him did he forget so, he was debuting on national television i guess he thought he was going to be able to get <laughs> maybe he thought he was living in a pre-covid world where he could just get stuff easy <laughs> but i think i think mira's gonna be cool man I'm i think mira. he doesn't care and he's not gonna try uh, see i'm the opposite i did think he didn't care but then i watched his vlog and he convinced me that he cared so nah. either he's a very good actor or he has a lot of genuine excitement for this role so i'm gonna i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt after initially thinking the same thing no man should ever pay more than 25 euro for a t-shirt um <laughs> what's my limit for pants i think my limit for pants is 50 okay. i'm thinking about my limit for clothes I, prices <laughs> i was gonna say i've definitely paid more than that for clothing but whatever unless it's like um, a really fancy pants but not like disney what about a like, suit i can buy a very nice disney t-shirt for like like 12 bucks and it'll be nicer than the one he's wearing it'll have like chippendale on it and i'll be like look it's chippendale because chippendale are the best i buy okay can i go back to the wrestling <laughs> or uh don i share a birthday with donald duck um so do you get a nice yeah, yeah donald duck came into existence on june 9th in uh, the 30s i, I thought you meant like he had a canonical birthday no should. it's very upsetting if you watch um i believe it's saludos amigos they say that his birthday is sometime in like September or something. I'm like, no, June. That's when he came no, into existence. You uh, had his point of conception. That's what you have. You should. Yes. If you go and listen to the Magic by Design episode on Saludos Amigos, I get very upset about it. So I'm going to start I plugging believe. that podcast every week now on the show. Just Ken's in the other room trying to sleep. So the the least I could do is plug the podcast and he'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Recording an episode on um, Aristocats. <laughs> To, to tomorrow oh uh, man i love aristocats it's terrible it's it's so bad <laughs> yeah it's the worst i love it 
It's so, so bad. And this is actually going to go up before Magic by Design, so Ken's going to be upset with me spoiling my takes. But still. I'm sure the crossover is massive. Miro cut a lame promo about how WWE suck and he's all elite. I, I get hate it. all of this. I, I hate all I, this stupid. I think... He's with Kip Sabian! <laughs> yeah, it's, Kip's just going to be his manager, I think. I don't care! Kip is a nerd! See, I, I actually thought that Kip... I, I didn't like Miro's... I liked... I liked the intensity of the promo. I didn't like what he was actually saying. I just thought it was pretty, like, you know, rah, rah, fuck WWE stuff, which is, you know, boring. And it's like, it's 2020. Can we get a new analogy besides the brass ring? Mm. You at least go for the glass ceiling. Nice glass ceiling reference, maybe. Sure. Yeah, sure. But um, I actually, I liked Kip's intro. I thought Kip was really funny. Yeah, I like Kip's whole, like, uh, is this guy? No, get out of here, Puff. Uh, Brian Pillman, I hope you have a bad birthday. I got a few chuckles out of that, I will admit. But, um, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm keen on this Miro thing. I think it's going to be good. I think he'll probably have a good match with Kenny Omega one day. Uh, his, <laughs> uh, I kind of hate the blank is all elite posts now because they look like shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they're not good graphic design. No. But uh, I think uh, he had... I like these little gold tights that he had. Like, gold is the most slam-dunk tight colour you can do. Like, you can't have bad gold tights. It's just True. impossible. And then, Jake um, Lee. He's... Jake Lee has great gold tights. Mm. And um, Jason Lee? Oh, yeah. Jake Lee's the Noah one, isn't he? Nope. Who's Jake Lee? Old Japan. There you go. I don't even know who my favorite wrestlers are. It's, it's <laughs> I can't even commit to my bits. Yeah. And um, uh, Miro was, is featured prominently on the full gear poster, so hopefully he'll have a big match and we can see if he actually will care or not. Along with all the other ex-WWE stars on those posters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of these guys. Your own tweet. <laughs> Your own tweet, Darren. I do think they, that, like, my, my broader problem is I think they've signed too many people, not too many WWE people, but that's a different issue. Uh, but the problem is they haven't released anyone, and nor should they during a global pandemic, but the problem is there's no, there's a lot of in, there's no out. So it just piles up, people mm. disappear, for, and the Lucha Bros just get lost in the shuffle, and you're like, how does that happen? Come on, guys. Uh, yeah, the WWE stuff, I'm just like, I don't have an objection to AEW throwing shots, I think it's funny. But, like, when it's the first promo of Miro, uh, first thing out of his mouth is, fuck WWE, I'm great, these people see my dad. It's like, ugh, that's so boring. Like, it's just, it's just not interesting to me. It's like, I don't care about your time in WWE. I want to know why I should care about you now. And he didn't yeah. give me a reason to care about him now from this promo, for many different reasons. That's why his, like, I think his vlog that he did was a much better introduction <laughs> than his actual promo. Like, if he had have spoke from the heart like that and bit, and if he had to come out instead of looking bitter, he came mm-hmm. out looking excited and like, I'm, there's so many people here, I'm looking to fight, I want to be the champion, something like that. He spent his promo tearing down a company he doesn't work for instead of building up a company that he is starting to work for. Or at the very least, building up himself. Yeah. It's like, you could come out there and go, yeah, there's so many people here, I want to fight, like, and just do something like that. You know, make it make us interested in your why you're here, not remind us of the, your how you were positioned poorly somewhere else. Hangman Page, interviewed by Tony. He's like he's sad, yeah. mostly he's sad. Sad cowboy. He is an anxious, sad millennial cowboy. Oh, poor guy. He's gonna be the biggest baby face in this company. He is <laughs> the like biggest ever. baby face in this company. Never like 
Like he's gonna be like like Tanahashi. <laughs> Go Ace. He's gonna be. He's like the Ace, and I'm very excited. Ace in the hole, big Sonny Siaki. Clearly, that's what. I was gonna say clearly that's why uh, Tanahashi tried to recruit him for his non-existing stable that one time. He, knew. he saw the potential. Also, Tanahashi's like, if I team with this guy, we can book him out on a horse. That's cool. Yeah, they both have amazing hair. Imagine the trio of Tanahashi, Ibushi, and Adam Page. I would faint. I don't think I'd handle. I don't <laughs> even get to the two of the entrances. I'd be like, oh. Clearly, the dream match, uh, which I think we've actually mentioned on the show before, is the um, Golden Aces versus the Golden Stallions. There you go. One day. One day. At the big AEW New Japan Super Show that'll happen one day. It'll just take Kenny producing like, like three or four more Undertale promos and it will happen. Mm-hmm. And we'll <laughs> get what, We'll pull them together. Yes, one day. Uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager defeated Joey Jan on Sonic Yes. I didn't like this match. Um, again, this would mean something if Janela and Kiss were presented better. <laughs> It's like, yeah, they squashed Janela last week, then beat him up. So they, I, 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 I do at least like that they came back and gave them the match. They didn't, they weren't just nerds beaten up and disposed of, but then they came back and lost. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the idea of Hager and Jericho as a ta- oh god, them against FTR. Oh no. J and J. Oh no. <laughs> Jericho and Hager against FTR would be certainly a wrestling match. Uh, Sunny Kiss. More uh, like, wait, wait, I have a pun. Sunny Miss. No, no, it's a okay. J&J pun. Oh, sorry, well, like, go on. J&J insecurity. Ah, very good. Because they're so gotten to... Alright, continue. My Sonny Miss pun was a good wordplay because he misses like half his moves. Yes. But when the other half hit, boy. They look they awesome. Hit. They rule. And then he does the rest of it and it looks like shit. Yeah, it's like, why can't you beat the good one? That's the thing that'll one? come with time though, I think. You know. <sighs> But like, if he's only going to be working these kind of matches, is he is that is he going to get that opportunity? Clearly, we need a developmental brand. Uh, Put it on Tuesday. What, well, there's dark and there's many other things. <laughs> Some Put shows. it on Tuesdays. <laughs> I will not acknowledge that. What will, what would their like parody NXT name be? Um, um, FTR, but it's meant to spell future instead of next. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> That's terrible. I love it. <laughs> oh god, that works too. <laughs> boy, boy. Oh no. <laughs> MJF fired his back or his campaign team and um then got in Wardlow's face and he's like, Wardlow, I pay you money and Wardlow's like and MJF's like, I'll fire you and then Wardlow's like, Oh and he backs down. Wardlow's the coolest. He, he has to feed his, his family. Off. He's a working collar man. He has to feed his family. He should just rip his head off and take the ring off his finger and sell it for whatever 40 grand it's worth. And then... Once again, once again, we're seeing big business hold down the working class man. Mm-hmm. Clearly Wardlow and with all the fired campaign members should form a union of some sort where they can use the collective bargaining power to stop MJF. <laughs> From ever being pushed. Um. <laughs> yes, <laughs> from taking their push. Hopefully, like, this is all just a big lead-up to Wardlow and Lee Johnson teaming up together. Yes, forming a stable. Called The Union. <laughs> <laughs> John Moxley got a promo on uh, Lance Archer. He's going to beat him up. They're going to fight. Archer, the, I mean, Moxley is a good promo at the end. Tolly and FTR in the ring. They were having a celebration. Sure. Oh, no, I, I forgot to mention. This is the Jer- worst part of the show. Before we get into it, but during Hangman's backstage bit, he's like, 
the whole match, the fans were sitting on their hands wondering when they were going to turn. It's like, that's why they were sitting on their hands. That rules. Sure. That's great. Like, I love that shit. Turn it into the story. I love it. No other reason why people weren't interested in that match. I'm really surprised by how divisive that match was. I don't like, think I it's just expected it. I think I ex- it's nearly universally panned, except Dave Meltzer. I've seen a lot a of people stars. say they like it. I've seen a lot of people who aren't, you know, online Twitter people enjoy it. Are they, like, contrarian opinion people, though? No. Like, more of my more casual fans. Who, oh, like, friends who are fans. Casual fans anecdotes. I No, but I'm saying I have friends that, like, they don't... They're not on Twitter. They're not these kind of people. But they watch AEW and they watch WWE and they watch NXT. And they really liked the FTR tag match. So, Opinions I don't know. I guess maybe... They enjoy things that are boring. They probably like the Schneider. These are the people that like the Schneider cut. It's like Justice League was a briskly paced two-hour film. Let's make it two hours longer. Hey, if they don't know what fucking Dragon Gate is, do they even get an opinion? No, it's, it's the law. If they can't tell the difference between Jake Lee and Jason Lee, they have to get out of here. They don't deserve to talk about wrestling. If they if they don't have Goshiyazaki in their wrestlers of the year, if they if they haven't seen Tetsuya and I was gonna say Naito, but Tetsuya Endo's great DDT run this year, well, they don't get an opinion. Get them out of here. Get them out. All right, you can bury the FTR segment now. Yeah, it was bad and boring and raw. These these guys they stink. They're terrible. They're really it bad. In, it, it was in your face. Oh, they're the worst. Like oh god. I was excited for the revival, and now I'm not. I'm so not. I, it really makes you put those great NXT matches in perspective, doesn't it? It makes me ask the question, how good were American Alpha and DIY? <laughs> like, I, I've, I have always firmly said that American Alpha were, like, the best of all three of those guys. Yeah, they're a great team. And it's a shame Amazing. Chad Gable is doing nothing and Jason Jordan is retired. Well, Chad will probably get fired soon, so... We might see him do something better. He'll just Jason retire. Jordan. He'll R. teach R. kids amateur wrestling or something. Never, He'll never wrestle again. And it'll be one of the most tragic stories in the history of wrestling. The Chad Cable was never a huge star. Oof. I really wish that like, more of those like random 40-minute American Alpha Revival house show matches got leaked. Mm. I'd watch the shit out of those right now. You just watch the TakeOver and, and, matches. I did. I recently watched all the TakeOver matches. Ricky Starks did his Darby Allen bit again. Sure. I thought he was going to wrestle as Darby Allen, which would be way better. Like, he does Darby's moves and shit. Does the coffin funny. drop. Yeah, do that Does it badly. Time. Does a couple stumbles. Yeah, like, he, like, botches his first attempt at the coffin drop and, like, the dude moves out the way. He gets the roll pin, the pin up that Cody pinned him with on him, but then he kicks out. Yeah. Good stuff. See, there's a lot of stuff to do there. Instead, they just did the same thing they did a couple of weeks ago. So, sure. There's one really loud dude in the crowd that was completely shitting on this pro. Good. As I said, it's it like very this, funny. this again. It's like, ah, you've <laughs> seen this before. You could just hear from the crowd, like, someone go like, yeah, Ricky. <laughs> it's like, shut up, random dude. There's 200 people in the crowd. We can hear you. Oh, no, it's the return of that one fan from when AEW started that I used to hate. <laughs> uh, you've, like, the, the fans have really, they've really added nothing. Like, it's, it's it's actually remarkable how little they've added. The, it's like there's a few hundred of them there, so it's not like it's going to be a huge noise. But it's like, it's really not appreciably different than it was before they were allowing fans in. I think 
it helps with initial reactions to things, mm-hmm. but the there's no like sustained sound. Yeah. Like when like a uh, music hits or something, they'll do like a whoa, but like during the match, they're not popping for spots. Uh, Tay Conti made her dynamite debut losing to Nyla Rose. Hell yeah. Uh, Sheeta ran out, setting up basically Nyla against Sheeta again. Which is cool. Surprised they didn't do that rematch earlier, but yeah. Sure. Good. Cool. I, yeah, do it again, but like, for the love of Christ, don't put Nyla over. Uh, no, no, not a hope. This is Sheeta. Sheeta run. Like, Nyla is a nice little um, middle of the road challenger on the roads of the pay per view, and then they won't build up a challenger for the pay per view, and they'll, I don't know. Hire Allison K from the NWA this time to challenge, <laughs> or Melina. I was gonna say they should just bring in women from every company. <laughs> the big Melina run, or um, who's the, who's the Women of Honor champion now? Is it? I think they, I think they scrapped that. I think they were doing a title tournament and then it got cancelled because of COVID. Oh, so yeah, they can bring in Angelina Love or Velvet Sky or Sumi Sakai, uh, one of the many stars <sighs> of Women. <sighs> no, well they had Savoy. She was like a Woman of Honor. For a bit. Mm. Just build up freaking uh Evil Your own people. <laughs> just build up your own people. Yeah, just build up Evelise as a killer and just put her in the mat. God's sake, this isn't hard. God, AEW, just do it. Stop it. Kenny Omega set down with JR. Kenny's very angsty. He's bang, like, bang, 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 bang. Basically, like, I fell into a team with Hangman Page by accident and it kind of worked. I loved so. how he's like, he, I said, I made the joke where it's like, he was just reading his Twitter mentions. Yeah. He's like, I should have been a star. I was supposed to be the first champion. I was like, yeah. I liked how I was like, yeah, me and Hangman. It's just, it was an accident, really, but it gave me something to do. See, I, I, I kind of like that because it shows the cockiness of him where he's like, you know, I wasn't ever planning to be like the best tag team in the world, but I fell into it, so. It just kind of happened and we just beat all the other teams in the division. Yeah, rules. Kenny's the best, man. My favorite part about the Hangman and Kenny run is they beat half of those teams while they were, like, knocking each other's heads off. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, even when they weren't on the same page, they were still... <laughs> they were still beating the Lucha Bros while accidentally Buckshot Larry eating each other. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're not going to... They can have a good match, well. though, when they wrestle. I felt like Kenny's hair was more evil this week. I DM'd that to you. Yeah, it wasn't darker, though. The, the, the normal... The hair canon for Kenny is that when he turns evil, it goes black. It was just dark brown and blonde. Mm. I felt there was a darker brown, though. I think there was more brown than blonde. That's mm. getting there. Mm. If we start seeing black roots, we'll know. What if he could actually, like, he doesn't need to dye his hair, he can just change it. <laughs> He's like by, by sheer force of will. It's like a Dragon Ball character. His hair just turns. Mm. Uh... So... We'll look forward to seeing Ken and Paige. I wish it had an arena of people for that match. Uh, that's if it happens, which it might not. I still it think that's eventually. down the line. I think that like I yeah, think that match happens, happens when Paige beats Omega for the belt. Ah, you think they save it that long? I do, because I, I I think they're going to just do Mox and Omega for the pay per view at full year. Uh huh. I I didn't exp- I, I didn't think it. But I also had no one else in mind, so... Mox will face Archer on the October 14th Dynamite, which they're calling the anniversary show, but it's like a week after the anniversary, so... Sure? Um, I guess, like, maybe this week, the week before would have been a day before their anniversary, and they're like, no, 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 it doesn't count. No, well, that would have been the It's still under a year. They debuted in the third. Are they doing... 
Are they doing an anniversary of the first show or of the announcement? Well, the announcement was like January, New Year's. Yeah. So yeah, like they, so they, they debuted. The and the anniversary shows on the fourteenth. Makes no sense. I'm upset. I don't know, man. Or October October second is when they debuted. At least they waited until it was over a year and not like under a year. But over the year would be the ni- the episode on the ninth, and they've got or no the episode on the seventh. And they, they've gone a week past that. So I understand not doing it. I don't know. Eight, I don't w. know. Acknowledging dates. Tony, correctly. slide in the DMs and explain your choice here. Yes. Um, Big fan of the show. Tony Khan. That brings us to our main event. As Brody Lee defeated Dustin Rhodes to retain the TNT Championship in a... Really, I like this match. Good, enjoyable match. It was alright. So like nothing special. But it was like a nice little... Dustin got some fiery comebacks. Lost. I was going to say, I appreciated Dustin, you know, coming in there... Piss and vinegar, mm. as they say. Brody needs to change his gear if he's going to wear that red belt. It does not fit his current attire. Like, he goes up with the, the pure white coat, and then he has, like, black under it, and he's just got the glaring red belt. It's very funny. I don't like Brody's gear in general. I know you do. I'm like, nah. I don't like uh, well, I just think it's better than what his first gear was, which was shit. still think he should rip off Kevin Nash's gear. Mm. He, should, he shouldn't have the top on. Like, he should just be, you know, lumberjack man. Be new yeah. up. Yeah, Dustin made this match feel important. Yeah, there was a good fire in this match. I also kind of wish Brody like, didn't need as much time to beat him. I wish he kind of put him down quicker. I like that technically suggests that Dustin is better than Cody, so I'm on board with this. But yeah, I kind of yeah, that's all I wish. I was just uh, there there's a lot of good stuff here. It was exactly what it was going to be. Like I don't think anyone expected five star Dustin Brody Lee match, but it was damn a damn fine main event. I find it very funny that like this show ended with all of Cody's friends being murdered, right? And mm-hmm. they cut to an announcement, which we didn't see on the fight stream because it's US specific, but it was a TNT was announcement of a, a Go Big show, it was a talent show as Rosario Dawson and Snoop Dogg. So like, they they did this big angle centered around Cody's friends being killed, and then they're like, Cody has a big announcement, and cuts to him announcing a reality TV show. <laughs> it's like, okay... <laughs> Like I get it, that's a TNT initiative. Maybe save like the big all of Cody's friends are dead angle for the week that you're not announcing him, having him end the show with a reality show or he doesn't. Or maybe care. just don't announce it as a like an update. <laughs> just end the yeah, just end the show, just end the show and go into it. Yeah, like you ended the show early anyway. People are still gonna be around. Yeah, that was it's totally very strange, but I, I get why it happened. That's such a just, weird show. Yeah. What a weird collection of people that they have for it. Snoop Dogg and Rosaria Dawson. Big Cody. Bert Crush. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did say, like, I think it was pretty funny. It's like, everyone got really mad at Tom Segura for making fun of wrestling fans. And then Tom Segura's best friend starts hosting a show with a wrestler. Yeah. But he was doing a bit. Come on. People that yeah, bite like, on that. Imagine actually getting mad at that stuff. Oh, wrestling fans are wrestling. Uh, wrestling in general is Gamers. never as insecure as when they're attacked from the outside. It's like, oh no, we're legitimate. The, the minute someone goes, oh, you know, it's not actually real, right? <laughs> wrestling fans just tear their hair out in front of them. Just like, no, you know, no. the Avengers isn't real either. You still go see movies. Uh, match of the so week. Just Liam. accept that what we like is dumb. Um, yeah, go Colin Ballon. No, not even fucking close. Yeah, also from Colin Ballon. That, that, that was like we... spreadsheet. Yeah, and Finn. Sneaky good year for dearest Finn. Hmm. Oh, dearest Finn. Uh, show of the week. Uh, NXT. Oh, Liam. 
Is this the first time ever? Has NXT won for the back-to-back <gasps> weeks? For the fr- I'm not sure. Oh I have to check. Um, there may have been one time early on that NXT won two in a row. Because uh, Paul says, as I try to find it on our Twitter feed, 80-20. Uh, but cursed AEW fans. This was good. Like, both shows were good. Yeah, I thought AEW was decent and NXT was good. I, I do think there was, like, a I step thought... between them. I do think, like, NXT was actively, like, actively better than AEW. But I don't AEW know if I go was... that far. But AEW was like perfectly inoffensive for the most part for me this week. Hmm. Which is Except... better than normal for you. <laughs> Except Miro's pants. Damn those pants. I like the shirt, though. I gotta admit. It's not... I don't like the $650 a lot, but I like the shirt. Yeah, if it was 20 bucks, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I, cool. I might yeah. buy it. <laughs> had a cool chain. 650 bucks is so much money for... for What's the first Miro feud? Um, who's feuding with Kip Sabian? No one. There you go. Who's going to crash <laughs> no the one. wedding? Maybe maybe his first feud is Kip Sabian when he crashes the wedding. I hope like the whole thing is that there's no actual wedding. Like they, there's no wedding on the screen. Like he's just the best man. And he just gets married off screen. It's like, oh, yeah. during the week, Kip got married. Here's some photos. Yeah, and like they come out, they're wearing like suits that are like wrecked and whatever to make fun of people who were saying he needed to be in a suit. And he comes out in a wrecked like suit. They're all drunk still. They're like, yeah, the fucking wedding was sick. <laughs> It'd be a way much better payoff than doing a wrestling wedding. But it's probably on Tony's bucket list to do a wrestling wedding. So. There you go. And traditionally, wrestling weddings do pop a rating. So, there you go. Especially Rusev wrestling wedding. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at WarGamesPod, where you can vote in the poll. If you'd like more Elite coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Everything Elite. If you'd like more W Television show coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to uh, Shake Them Ropes. You can follow me on Twitter at Garakini. You can currently follow Liam on Twitter at Larrikin. Unless, unless in the... Like I don't know, I'm probably not going to edit this tonight, so it's probably going to be tomorrow morning that it goes up. So in that t- in like the twelve hours, so I don't feel like going to the effort of closing it yet. So there you go. It's a free game. Uh, next week we'll talk about the PlayStation reveal, Liam. Ooh, ooh. Please go to my Twitter and look at my great Eric Rowan thread that I've been posting. <laughs> I will continue to update the Eric Rowan thread. Thanks for listening, and bye bye. Red. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.